welcome to last two pages a podcast where two best friends who love to read just can't keep it to themselves i'm Teresa, and i'm megan on this episode we will be talking about romanticy happy valentine's day happy lover's day happy to all those who day. celebrate and happy. all of those who don't celebrate Is it a happy um, late valentine's day no this is coming out on valentine's day oh dang so wow if you don't celebrate you can enjoy us loving each other in a friendship Not- type of way <laughs> in an ushy gushy kind of way ushy gushy i'm still expecting my letter where is this letter you promised me i literally wrote it to you on your birthday post and you said this is the letter i've been waiting for oh super memorable i didn't get a lock of your hair or a swab of your cheek mm, i can so. still arrange that we have time <laughs> we have all afternoon <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> How are you doing? I I'm good. I I don't know. That feels boring. I feel like I'm always good, but honestly, I'm doing pretty good. Blessed and highly favored. Oh, so blessed. <laughs> good. Still recovering from House of Flame and Shadow, but it's okay. Valid. Valid. I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Feel sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach and weak in my knees. How about your personal life? Anything happening to you? Your no. lips look really cute, by the way. They're very sparkly. Thank you. I put on your glitter lip gloss. Yeah, that glitter lip gloss slays. Yeah, it does. NYX Cosmetics, man. They just not sponsored. They get it done. <laughs> Every time you say not sponsored, it just cracks me up. Good. So someone sponsors so Megan can stop saying not sponsored. <laughs> I will talk about you constantly just so I don't have to say not sponsored. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, my personal life, well, it's Valentine's Day, so I feel really single, but. <laughs> real. I don't. It's also this, I know, because you've been booed up for like 10 years now. Not 10, like five. Actually, I'm really excited. So me and my partner, Parker, every time we, um, every Valentine's Day, I get him a knife Ooh, that's Isn't so that romantic. so kind of fun. I love it. I so, would love that if someone. Um, did that for I me. get him a little like weapon of some sort, and then that's my little gift to him. That's, I get like random things, but so it's funny. still we're long distance, so like you got to do what you got to do. True. So true. That. I want to make sure he's safe, taken care of, things to wield in case of emergency. That's my love for him. He's literally like six four in like a bajillion pounds of muscle. <laughs> I think six five and two hundred sixty pounds. Big boy. Disturbing. Disturbing. Big man. boy. So Throw a lot of heavy things. He does. Um, so that's my personal life. Mm. So I feel you on the lonely part because I'm not going to Missouri right now. So. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Oh no. <laughs> I think by the time this episode comes out it'll be like two months since we've seen each other. So that's lame. Eesh. That's lame. Yeah, I don't know. Not the longest we've ever gone. I think the longest was five months, four months without seeing each other. So I'm kind of used to the the loneliness, but that's okay. We <laughs> we do a really good job of like keeping contact with each other. So that's true. You're always chatting, chit chatting with my man. So mm-hmm. yeah, Valentine's Day, quite the holiday, truly. It's such a weird holiday. Mm-hmm. I feel like the government created it so that a lot of babies could be born at a certain time. 
Well, when would that be? October? Yeah. I don't know. So women are pregnant during voting season. We need that many Libras. Yeah. Okay. Word. So that emotions are high. Hmm. <laughs> the roots of Valentine's Isn't Day. It Libras and Scorpios. There's like Scorpios at the very end of October, I think. That's an interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a anyway, astrology. It's a um, crazy. From one single girl to the government. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. You nailed him down. I know. She's found your plot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. who's she? <laughs> She's literally me. Okay. You are her. I am. What can I say? <laughs> I'm in a bubblegum pink sweater. Who'd have thought? Real. I'm on theme. <laughs> um. So today we wanted to talk about a few different things. Um, Our favorite bookish couples. Mm-hmm. We felt like that was important to talk about. Yeah. Um. We have some romanticy recs mm-hmm. that you can read during this lovey-dovey season that we are upon and our ideal bookish partner. So mm. we'll be talking about like all of our favorite things With and that'll love. be great. With love. With love. With love. With love. <laughs> so do you have a favorite couple? I assume you do. I really do and i almost feel like i'm beating a dead horse at this point because <laughs> i feel like i always bring them up whenever i have the chance and it's obviously rowan whitethorn and aelin galvinius shriver whitethorn from the throne of glass series real <sighs> by sarah j moss they're just it for me they always have been since i read that for the first time everything about their development to their relationship to who they are and what they became together and how they like support each other and Can how you give us some background on who Aelin and Rowan are. How much can I get into? So I, I think you should just go into like their relationship. Mm. Like how did it start? How did things like progress? Like what makes you love them? Love their love. I think the number one thing is the respect for each other's strengths mm. and picking up each other's weaknesses. Okay. They both have lost a first love mm. and no one else Aelin was ever with went through that the same way as he has. And and it's really based off of strength and friendship. And they don't realize how made for each other they are until it like clicks and it's almost too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but then she realizes that they're mates, but he doesn't. <gasps> It's kind of like a she falls first, but they're falling at the same time. It's it was like definitely she a she first. falls first. Yeah, that's. that's but then he great. falls. Then he falls harder. That that is that trope is so good. So good, and he n- knows when to let her have her moment, which is often. But he'll also like he is willing to step back. Mm-hmm. And he, but he will give her his peace of mind. Like I do he appreciate that. Won't back down. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we'll just support her Mm -hmm. and respect her. Mm -hmm. And I think I appreciate about that couple is that he's willing to go along with her antics Mm. to the point where, like, it's really hurtful to him. But understands. I think there's an understanding of, like, what Aelin is intending to do. You know? Yeah. Like, he, he won't take everything personally, like... Aelin hates me because of this. Oh, like Aelin doesn't care about me. He's like, I understand what got her to that point. Mm -hmm. You know? 
I feel like that's a really good trait. And Mr. Rowan. Everything about before they're even together, he wants to protect her. Oh, eat that up. And in a certain scene when he puts on a certain lotion and that whole progression of that night is my favorite. Yeah, that's it's so good. One of my favorite scenes with them is when Alan had a really hard day. I'm paraphrasing, but she's in the bathtub and like Rowan sees her scars and I'm not going to go into anything further than that. And he goes who did this to you <laughs> it's so uh, good and when they first meet he punches her it's great literally <laughs> and she deserved it so good and she deserved it and she knew she deserved it and mm-hmm. that immediately i think bumped up the respect yeah i think that was a great like the banter that they had was really meaningful mm-hmm. it wasn't just to, like be an ass to be an ass to yeah. each other it was like oh there's like important pieces within this that we're learning about each other and the, the way person. that their magic is opposites that's hot and how they're each other's karanam is that how you say it i have no idea actually. i always said like karanam which is not Kara- Kara- karanam Kara- i don't know Kara- 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 Kara. and it's like when you're reading fantasy books and it's just like you <laughs> see the word and it's like from the land of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she wielded the sword of boob slayer and <laughs> drum slang you would wield the <laughs> sword of <laughs> boob slayer <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah and even with uh, boob slayer still on my mind oh, it's just so good and there's so much hope between them mm-hmm. and the one quote you make me want to live not just exist but live oh wait that's rowan saying it to her great memory you have oh okay oh yeah it's literally just yeah you make me want to live, Rowan. Not survive, not exist. Live. But they both said it to each other, right? Then he said it to her later. Okay, um, that's adorable. But in the way that they push each other mm-hmm. to be all that they're meant to be. Agree. Agree. They're just it. Rowan, husband material, one thousand billion percent. He he do be. He's not just book boyfriend. He's book husband. Yeah, and he's beautiful. He. That man is sexy. The white hair. The tattoos. Does he have green eyes? I think so, right? And he smells like terracin. Like Like trees. Come on. (laughs) You can only imagine what that would be. Like, come on. Hmm. That's fantastic. My bookish couple is... Come on. We knew this was coming. Lilac and Tarver from These Broken Stars by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. When I tell you the chokehold this couple had on me uh, to this day but like 10 years at Mm. least 10 years i think about this couple every single day of my existence um perfect banter Mm. the banter is uh, like i have no notes whenever they talk to each other it is like going for the throat every time they know exactly what the other person has to say to get under that person's skin or to force them to do something or to get them to move and it's for the betterment of the other person truly like it it is the thing that i love about tarver and lilac is context opposite sides of the track we're talking military man who um has seen some horrific combat and who basically is just still in the military to 
live up to his brother's not expectation but his brother died in battle so it's kind of like for his memory like this is all he can do yeah and so um lilac on the other hand is an heiress of a x amount of money corporation she is a princess um and kind of lets the media believe that she's an idiot and just like a pompous like brat she is a brat but Bryce um, Quinlan coded kind of yeah so but but that's not all there is to her so crash land all this stuff happens I'm not gonna get too much into it but that's like where the banter comes from they're literally polar opposites like I have never seen a book do polar opposites so well Mm. and the other books in the series also do polar opposites but this one just hits so much harder like this is corporation versus military state mm-hmm. like you can totally see like oh wow this is how they grew up this is how like this piece connects to that um also love that it, they never should have met each other yeah this was like fully faded I, that's like the only forced way i can proximity. say it yeah forced proximity to the nth degree mm-hmm. never should have met each other worlds collide literally they also will sacrifice everything for the other person true literally they were willing to die starve be alone forever like they would do anything for the other person and i don't think many books can portray that story so fully because not not only do they say that they will give it all they do give it all Mm mm-hmm yeah almost every chapter they do almost every chapter you're getting another like one two punch of like oh wow i didn't realize how much Mm -hmm. lilac cared for tarver i didn't realize how Mm -hmm. much tarver cared for lilac yeah i didn't realize all this but they won't touch each other Hmm. Hmm. do we still hate each other do we um so just read it yeah also the other thing that i love about it is that you revisit the relationship within the series even though they're not the main character through the whole series like Mm -hmm. it's you you learn about their relationship after the book has happened so like you're seeing their progression of their relationship through several years where normally a book just ends and it's like cut right you don't even get an afterword this is an afterword and an after afterword and a final finale afterward. Like you get so much Lilac Tarver content that needed. You really do. Needed. Fully satisfied. Yeah. I like that is a full circle. Like, yes, the, the things that they said on that planet were not just on that planet. Mm-hmm. They meant it. Yeah. So across the universe. Love those two. So, romanticy. We both came to the table with two recommendations. And what is romanticy? It to me. So there's fantasy with romance, and then there's romanticy, which is a romance with fantasy. Does that make sense? Like the romance drives the f- the plot yeah. more than the actual world building does. Yes, but okay. it's still like up there. They're pretty Got even, it. but the love story is what really pulls you through i would say okay like i would say throne of glass is a fantasy with romance makes sense and then a romanticy my first recommendation is the serpents of the wings the serpents and the wings of night by chris abroadbent both of my recs are also dark romanticies so shocker keep that in mind uh so 
It's a dark romantic that delivers on all the goods, while also packing in plenty of mysteries and secrets to keep the plot surging through a gorgeous fantasy world, and it's just the first in the series, so get comfortable, because there's a lot more to come. I was on the Barnes & Noble website. Uh, it has vampires. Some people are yay, nay of vampires. I've talked about the book before. The couple here, are they remind me a little bit of Aelin and Rowan. Oh. And I think that's why I like them. And even the novellas in the romances in the novellas, I love them. They're so good. Oh. And they're just solid romances with like a lot of action and surprises and twists and turns twists and turns so put that on your list okay amazing what is yours my first recommendation is legend born by tracy dion Mm. i don't know how much i've talked about this book but it clearly is not enough because not enough people like this book for me to feel like i'm comfortable so it will be shoved down your throats so not enough people have read it this book yes um it is a why choose which is fantastic um but there's an amazing amazing magic system there's diverse characters not only in culture but also in sexuality and identity which i think is super important Mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about romance books like we want to give you all the goods so not only is it a white shoes but you're getting the cream of the crop of everyone in this book Mm -hmm. it's fantastic um it also the white shoes is very between light energy and dark energy oh so of like, course <laughs> love that so good yeah it's great and the person that's making this choice is like the gray energy i would call it like oh, it is it, it's not only that like these three are tied soul bound to each other like it is also just it's a mixing pot of filth not not Mm. in like a spicy way but like the amount of things that have happened to these three characters are like irrevocably irrevocably i think you had it right the first time irrevocably i am changed (laughs) (laughs) forever and ever ever and ever amen yeah i will never shut up about the series i really want to reread i say that about every book i talk about on this podcast but oh wow if you want a good why choose and a great magic system that's going to leave you thinking afterward, that's not just like the heavens have blessed us with magic and now we can turn into animals. Read, read legend born by Tracy Dion. I feel like I did not hype serpents in the wings of night up as much as you just do. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's kind of got hunger games vibes. Serpents that that actually changed my opinion on it. Wow. Okay. It does. I really do need to read that. It, yeah you'll it does it does i need to read it um but you should also read legend board because that sounds you should read Legendborn. i know i know i should <laughs> we have too many books on our list right now it's just uh okay so great another book my other one also dark romance it uh there's some trigger warnings actually a lot it's kind of like a little darker oh. it is called guild by raven kennedy it's a it's on now going on five six books and it had some twists in there that i never saw coming okay it's a king midas somewhat retelling mm-hmm. but then not at all interesting and we the enemy we love him we love him so much oh rain uh but it's like a midas reimagined and you just start with this character who's in a cage 
and everything is gilded in gold around her because the king can do that and she's like his little pet uh i i don't know what to say without spoiling it but the magic system was really neat it's kind of in the same like playing field the serpents in the wings of night okay but what all happens and then what you learn about the fae and everything about it the twists and turns and there's some things that i was like come on but for like a easy easy <laughs> dark romance i 100 percent recommend guild it's there's a the goodreads it starts with the fae abandon this world to us and the ones with power rule gold gold floors gold walls gold furniture gold clothes in highbell in the castle built into the frozen mountains everything is made of gold even me the main character is made of gold king midas That's a slay mm-hmm. he rescued me dug me out of the slums and placed me on a pedestal i'm called his precious it's giving lord of the rings precious. his favored i'm the woman he gold touched to show everyone that i belong to him to show how powerful he is he gave me protection and i gave him my heart and even though i don't leave the confines of the palace i'm safe until war comes to the kingdom and a deal is struck dun, dun, dun. suddenly my trust is broken my love is challenged and I realized that everything I thought I knew about Midas might be wrong. Because these bars I'm kept in, no, no matter how gilded, are still just a cage. But the monsters on the other side might make me wish I'd never left. They might make me horny, is it's, what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> make you a little. But the monsters on the no, other side. It's really good. It's really entertaining. I read it pretty quick. I think it does sound it. really good. A gold, a gold girly mm -hmm. work. I'm more of a silver girly. but You are, but I'm a gold girly. I can so. accept. Dope. Yeah. My final book is a series. I have talked about it before. I'm sorry. Uh, you want to talk about beating a dead horse? Let's talk about the Lunar Chronicles <laughs> by Marissa Meyer. Um, for real, though, I'm going to be so honest. Like, this is a great... Be so for real. A romance series in sci-fi, not fantasy. But, like, you're getting your classic fairy tale. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people, they read a romance book. They want tropey. Mm, they want yeah. like the things we've seen a hundred times and what better way than a fairy tale retelling truly True. you're like if we want to just talk about the men girl you want royal and loyal royal dark and or loyal. misunderstood Ooh. charismatic and funny mm -hmm. serious and brooding mm -hmm. those are the four books and the four men that's everything actually <laughs> choose well what are you gonna that's choose amazing. and don't get me started on the women because uh, literally the amount of like differentiation between every single character eat that up they every single man has a perfect woman for him in this series we love that we the love exact that. not opposite but complementary mm. like and that's what you want to see mm -hmm. that dynamic needs to be complementary every single couple is paired so perfectly like it's a ya you're not gonna get the spice you're just not mm. but you're gonna get those moments that you have been itching for yeah itching for like just amazing and they all interact with each other every single one of them interacts with each other they build on the next book so you're getting the couples over and over and over again and the banter mm. between the couples and the banter between certain characters of the couples oh, banter it's it's a smorgasbord <laughs> it, is, it is literally a charcuterie board of like it's a Charlotte's Web. 
Don't they have a smorgasbord in Charlotte's Web? Yeah, it's the rat singing it. I don't remember. Templeton. How the shit did I remember his name? His Templ- name is... Oh my <laughs> the rat's name is Templeton. I've never wanted Tim- to eat garbage more. <laughs> That's me with dark romances. <laughs> Actually, no, the writing's good. <laughs> what garbage did you want to eat from Charlotte's Web? There were some apples that looked mighty fine. For me, it was the popcorn. Oh. Oh. It oh, was like ratatouille? Buttery. The cheese? Or the cheese and the strawberry? Oh. Oh, we haven't eaten yet today, so I think that's why this is. I ate a cheese stick. Your perfect man. <laughs> yes. Or partner Our or whatever. fictional man, because there's a lot of things that fictional men do that would never pass. Never. In the real world. Never would happen. Like, some of the things they say, I'm like, if or a do. real man would say that to me, the barking would not be the good kind. <laughs> There's the good kind of barking in them. You want a man to bark at you? No, I want to bark at my man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) But so our ideal fictional men, Mm -hmm. what are they for you? It's arrogant. Mm. Let's just start at the top. I love myself an arrogant man. Give me a man that is so sure of himself that the world will move around him, whether his eyes are open or closed. Like, literally, <laughs> don't don't question that, okay? <laughs> like, anyway, no, literally, not I need, mapping. like, that, it's not important to me, but there's something about, like, she's his only weakness. Mm, yeah. For me, yep. that's like... Yep. Yep. Yeah, obviously I'm his only weakness. Are you kidding me? See, mine no. is the same, like the same confidence and arrogance, but like you like the swaggering arrogance yeah. and I like the quiet confidence that like mm. he knows or is like he's so powerful, like he doesn't even need to speak it. Like he just like dominates the space. Yeah. And his power and he doesn't even need to say anything about it. Yeah. Just like. How Bryce describes Hunt kind of in Crescent City. Yeah. How anytime he enters a room, it's like his power just like crackling. Yeah. Uh, I, whenever I hear that, I think of Pop Rocks. It's like whoa. the lightning's crackling around Wait. him. I'm like, that's a Pop Rock. That's kind of a good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't make it with my mouth. But but the sureness of him and then the sureness of her within mm. him. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying real see mm-hmm. for me if we're just gonna like relate it to sarah jim osman like the way re sand flaunts his power mm. and is like oh that's cute like at every opportunity to anyone who's ever tried to best him in his entire life yeah that is so hot to me and he's got to be a warrior uh anyway and there has to be a training sequence <laughs> no i love some that a training sequence i love no them. megan doesn't like it but i love them. i it's just it's not realistic to me i say as i'm like a man with wings but <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but for real like for me it just is like yeah I, the last thing i want to do is to have my man watch me do push-ups no i like for the, like the next when six they're weeks. like sparring and they're getting they're getting pinned to the mat like come on just pin me on something else. Like, it doesn't have to be enough. a sparring mat. That's I would true. get my shoe knocked out of me. I'd be like running to the, like off the mat. 
This is true. His power blast into me and I'm put against the rock wall because I ran from the mat. Like, I am not. I'm not that girl that's about to fight a man. Like, See, you you like the man to be the dominant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the mental games. Mm-hmm. I like the physical games. Like, yeah, I am weaker than you. Yeah. But you're still a... Yeah, the protection, and I, I like when they both bring almost the same strength to the table. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I love Aelin and Rowan so much because they're both so powerful and yeah. they're on like the same playing field. But like, he knows when to let her have her moment, but also like vice versa, mm-hmm. and just when they're both strong and kick ass, it's so much more fun to read about. Because it's like, don't give me that she's like the weakling in the corner and he's just like always protecting her like in the beginning of Shatter Me. But that's my thing is you can have such a good arc. That's true. With that, like for me, it's like she might have nothing and Mm -hmm. come from nothing and he still is willing to bend heaven and hell for her. Mm. I like her to stand on her own two feet more. What's your ideal physical characteristics? Beefy. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any other way to put it, like, I want a strong man. Give me shoulders. Mm-hmm. Give me back. Absolutely. Same. Give me taller than me. The Lorcan, Wow, 5'3". Lorcan being... Is it 5'2"? Lorcan being, like, what, 7 foot is just so not right in my mind. That's There's no way... On what planet? Lorcan from Throne of Glass is that tall. And Lorcan's is, actually Lor- an I think, alien. I think it's, like planet of the barbarians they're like this is no planet but isn't a lead like five two or three i think she's short five and then five. he's i think like she's average seven foot like three that's too tall and i used to think i was a purely brunette but now fantasy those blondes are getting me but i'll always love a dark curly haired yeah i'll always love him yeah i and do love it especially when it's like the his wet hair or something mm-hmm. and it's like the ringlets i'm like yep yeah we get in into it <laughs> absolutely i pictured you more with like a caillou character just bald head no, i'm just kidding can you imagine you both have shaved heads uh teresa We're shaved your head knocking on forehead <laughs> <laughs> i did two years ago that was so brave of you like i think about that a lot i can't believe you did that it literally was nothing like i don't know how else to describe it i thought there'd be a bigger emotional change but i think it's because i always just wore my hair up every anyways and i've always wanted the excuse to shave my head and my friend got cancer (laughs) she's okay she's fine like she really low like we called it like stage 1.5 we jokingly called it fun cancer from the time you've shaved your head you have like progressively done more girly hairstyles and like more f- female presenting That's hairstyles. Like I don't know what happened within that, I, but like you feel like you're so much more comfortable in your femininity. I am. And that was a huge thing with like when I first shaved my head, I felt like a huge badass. And then the growth she was. period was so awkward. 13 year old boy that I like it then transitioned to like my clothes became more feminine because I am like, I came more into my femininity and like womanhood through it and also like making my bookstagram that helped with it. Yeah. Cause like 
I hadn't, I've never really been super feminine presenting like ever. I've no. always been described as a tomboy. And then not having hair, like that was my signifier being a woman that and my big boobs and then it was just like <laughs> no hair hard to miss boobs. and so in i got to do hairstyles i never even thought of trying mm-hmm. like this pigtail moment you have going on is so cute bangs i would never have done bangs no. if i hadn't had like been growing my hair out yeah and then now i'll never grow it past here because i love this length because i had I really long them. hair in high school but i always wore it in a ponytail yeah you truly did and i have like some sensory issues with like hair on my neck and Mm -hmm. like it having a shaved head is amazing it's so easy i only really like well i was fuzzy for a bit and that was kind of but then it was like an inch Mm -hmm. i recommend everyone to shave their head at least once in their life here's the thing think of me shaving my head work no i have a like i have a melon and for (laughs) <laughs> on me this would not look cute shape i was so scared about not having a good shaped skull but honestly i had a great shaped skull for a shape your mom head. did tummy time my mom did put me on my tummy when i was a baby and it, i think it's for people who's more of their identity and their image lie within their hair it would be way harder and that's me you and a me. lot of our other friends but my hair was never that's absolutely correct i never did anything with my hair and now this has caused a whole thing so everyone shave their head what are we reading right now wow thank you fancy i am reading i'm finishing my reread of throne of glass so shocker why i've been beating this dead horse of rowan and aelin but you should say that one more time Ron and Aylin No, beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse. <laughs> you is, like to beat horses. That's all I'm hearing. You've said it like six times. I, is there another phrase that works? No. So. Uh, um, But I'm in my kingdom of Ash reread it. I just love these books. Dang it. Sarah J. Moss. What did she put in her books? Crack. It might be crack. It might be. What are you reading? Um, I have started Julia, which is like a 1984 retelling. Um, Isn't it like the response? By Sandra Newman. The response kind of, or her. It's it's kind of like the feminist version of 1984. Oh, and it's about all of the pieces that like you don't really know about. Like 1984 is written from a very like male heteronormative point of view, where I think mm-hmm. this is about Julia and her fight in the expectations of being a woman in a society that is so like oppressive and expects you to know nothing and um interesting maybe some parallels to today it's been a really fun read though i really love i've loved julia in 1984 she was a great like dynamic character so i'm really curious of how it's gonna progress i've i've just been excited it's kind of giving red and blue from this is yeah. how a time war. Yeah. This is how to end a time war. Yeah. It's a really fun, like, I really liked 1984 when I read it. And um, I'm doing a, my partner promised that he'd do a buddy read with me. So we are waiting for that to decide what that <laughs> book's going to be. Uh, um, Parker's not a reader, uh, but he was an English major. So it's very interesting i'm really excited to do that so this is like my interim classic book because mm. i'm really trying to be good about not being afraid of classics and we're doing so good and i want to keep on that train you're doing amazing i'm sweetie. so brave so brave <laughs> so brave Thank the you. bravest 
and thank you all for hunkering down and listening to us talk about love and hug your loved ones for us or hug yourself i love you so much i love you so much it's been 18 years maybe 19 years now a whole whole adult time a whole adult a whole lifetime of knowing you nova will you be my valentine nova she's ignoring me she's the cat she's my valentine (laughs) she's no you have parker nova's my valentine okay i'll be the single cat lady (laughs) and we'll see you on the next page